Hey everyone, Heath Johnson here. Nice to see you back at the Heath Bar. The podcast that lets you get to know the artists, creators, and leaders of the Black Hills and surrounding areas. Each episode, I'll serve up a conversation with a different guest where I'll sit down with them over a drink of their choice and get to know the person behind the talent in a casual way, much like you would hanging out at the local watering hole. There's no scripts, no editing, no plans. So what you're about to hear is an authentic conversation as it happened. The guests that hang out here at the Heath Bar have some incredible stories to share. So if you're able to, grab a drink while I get ready to serve up another conversation for you. While I'm getting your conversation ready, there's a few things I should mention. First, this episode is sponsored by Sodak.tv. And if you don't know what that is, go ahead and type Sodak.tv into your web browser. Or find it on Facebook and enjoy the music videos that the ever-talented Andrew Jant, a.k.a. Trapkit, has up there of the incredible musicians to make their way through the Black Hills region. Second, make sure that you have subscribed to this show in your podcast weapon of choice. Be it iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., etc., click that subscribe button. It lets you know when your conversation is fresh and ready for you. Third, if you're enjoying what this show is about and are feeling generous, give it a review. It's a great way to let others know what to look forward to within the Heath Bar. You can click on the five stars and move on, but if you can take the time to write a quick note, I'd appreciate it. I do read those in case you're wondering. So here's a shout out. SJ had this to say on iTunes. I feel that knowing what and how these individuals came through and are into the music they love is very interesting. When you hear how and why they are doing what they do, it really gives a deeper appreciation for their songs and words. So thank you. Appreciate that. Fourth, if you want to get in touch with me for any reason, be it something you thought about while listening to a show, maybe you have a critique on something you think could make the show better, know someone you think should come on for an episode, or you just want to say hi, you can do all of that and more by emailing me at heath at heathbaronline.com. Once again, that's heath at heathbaronline.com. Lastly, if you're interested in free things, and I'm assuming a lot of you are, I'll have some giveaways every now and then that I'll be awarding through the Heath Bar newsletter. It's also a great way to stay informed on what's coming up and get info on previous shows that you may have missed and upcoming shows also. You can sign up at www.heathbaronline.com and become a regular with all of us here at the Heath Bar. There, we did it. This week's conversation is ready. Joining us this week is one of the most genuine individuals I have had the privilege to get to know, Kenny Fiddler. There's certain people you meet in life and you just know they are one of the good ones. That's what it was like meeting Kenny. Throughout the past few years I've known him, that initial feeling has proven time and time again to be true. He's an accomplished songwriter, currently sitting at over a million streams on Spotify, and as he put it, a bronc rider past his prime. I loved getting the chance to sit down with him while our good friend Clade Shulky sat micless, sorry Clade, and kick back a few brews and talk. So to everyone here at the Heath Bar, 
Here's Kenny Fiddler. Welcome to the Heath Bar, where the conversations are always on tap. We just eat at food trucks all the time. Like, there's one in New Underwood now. That it's a breakfast food truck. And New Underwood has its own food truck. Yeah. Or do they come from Rapid? Or? No, it's 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 New Underwood. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's it's like <laughs> it's really good. Like, lady like bakes all her own donuts and. Yes, sweeties, sweeties <laughs> espresso. Yes. Jeez, breakfast sandwich. She makes her own croissants. It's so good. it's good. It's cheap. Like I would, I never would have thought. Oh, New Underwood. This is like a place to eat. <laughs> when I uh, when I was in college, we had a donut shop right across the road from us. Oleen's bake. Uh, yeah, Oleen's Oleen's Olson. Mrs. Olson's bake shop. Jeez, it took me a while. It's been a few, been a few years. But uh, she she'd wake up at like two, bake them all fresh, and uh, not a food truck. But it was so close that I mean, and by eleven o'clock everything was gone. So it kind of like a food because they only have a certain amount of food each day, you know, and then yeah. oh, sold out, and that means they've made as much as they can make. There was a there was a uh, barbecue stand in Hawaii that was the same way. It's like ah, um, every day I come out here, I bring this amount and I make about five hundred bucks, and then I go home because <laughs> I'm out of food. I'm like shit. Really shooting for the stars. That's that's a good that's a good day. I uh, I don't think I'd complain though if I was making five hundred bucks a day. No, that's not what I currently make. <laughs> a little bit higher. <laughs> a little bit higher. Well, cheers, man. Welcome to the Heath Bar. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, this is my second guest to request Coors. Just um, a bunch of classy suckers and stuff. You know, um, it, it's it's gr- been growing on me though because uh, Burlap Wolf King Thomas he, from Sioux Falls, he uh, he it's all he drinks. He's like, get some Coors. I said, okay. And ever since then, and of course, I'm a big fan of Golden Colorado for obvious reasons. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. But no, I dig it. It's a nice. Uh, it's well, kind of go like, to man. I like a lot of local beers around. I mean, I could have done. I mean, it's not the manliest beer, but Minor Brewing has the mango cream ale, and that stuff is delicious. That is pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. I had a... Um, and Bell Tower Lager. I, I like that, too. Oh, yeah. Firehouse. Um, Lost Cabin did a has a Juicy Bruce. I had that that day. I we forget were what there, kind of fruits, fruit it's made with now. It's, but an, was it an, it's an orange beer, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Or pine... No. <laughs> I can't remember, but it was it's pretty good. So fruit beers are making a making their stand with How the was men. That Dakota Point Brewery. Oh, pretty solid. Uh, I haven't been in there in Yeah, that was my first time there. Uh we didn't get to really drink a lot because we were just doing a photo shoot for them and that yeah. and, and the the video for the commercial, but uh we got to sip a little bit. And uh, the ESB was the one I was sipping, and it was pretty good. And the nice thing about ESBs is they can get warm, and they're still pretty. They're st- they still taste all right. So just like these, just like <laughs> Coors Banquet. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sitting there. I've been riding the car for about three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding a beer for 
like two hours and it's super warm at the time. And they want to keep them full because it's better for the photos and which I disagree with. I think you want empty <laughs> yeah. beer because that means, hey, it's, it was too good. We had to drink it, you know, but whatever. No, it was a good time. But uh, yeah, so. So, dude, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. And I was thinking as we were, as you were getting ready to come here today and what we were going to talk about, and it hit me that there's not, like, I know a little bit about what got you into music, kind of your your initial start with it, but I don't think I could piece everything together in order i probably can't either <laughs> had a lot of concussions in my day so i don't know if, uh, how you, good my memory is either you uh do you still uh ride bronx uh i get on well it's kind of been it's been a few months since i got any bareback courses but okay i think the last one we went and played a show in salt lake city and it was at a rodeo like a i think it was a benefit deal but uh, anyway it was a long drive, and I was like, "Might as well, you know, try to make a couple extra hundred bucks." And got on there, but yeah, I'm 30 now, so it doesn't really go too well for the next. The car ride home, I was really sore. Just, Pretty painful. Yeah, not, not too bad. <laughs> I'm just, I just tell I'm like past my prime. <laughs> not that I was ever that good, just past my prime as far as recovery. You now, so it's the uh, um, what do they call it? The Brett Favre syndrome. Like, dude, you're 40 something, man. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long did you do that for? Or uh, since and when I did you start, a, I guess? Since I was a junior in high school. No kidding. Yeah. I just really wanted to rodeo. And um, Pennsylvania has a high school rodeo, or they, at the, that time on the East Coast, Pennsylvania was the only one that had it. And we weren't too far away. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started doing that. And I had a friend that rode bulls and you know, kind of someone I looked up to, and so that's why I wanted to do it. And then uh, I was just awful at riding bulls. Have and you done it? Yeah. Oh, you did that? Yeah. Okay. I rode, yeah, I rode bulls for all four years of high school, and then my first year of college, and then like I wised up and realized I sucked at it. And, <laughs> and not that I was get, got very good at bareback riding, but I once I went to um, school in Oklahoma, I. Uh, Got tied up with some guys that kind of knew what they were talking about and learned some fundamentals and really learned that as long as I worked hard at it and it's stuff that you could do at home and groundwork and stuff like that, that you could really become a good bareback rider without having like, you know, hundreds of horses run under you, you know? So like it kind of got to like where you could see results in the work ethic so that's why it really appealed to me about bareback riding. Like, it just it just kind of clicked a little bit there in in college, and and then I quit riding bulls and um, have rode bareback horses since up till this year, I guess. So I grew up, um, you know, Western Nebraska, big rodeo culture out there and everything, and uh, I always, you know, because I I played football and you know. We worked on fundamentals and stuff in high school sports and everything like that. But we had a we had a high school rodeo team. But I guess I've never really thought about fundamentals of bull riding or or you yeah. Know, and I don't know. Riding. I'm like, sure. What does that, that even look? How do you start? Okay, well, this is how you start. Because yeah. yeah. it looks this, like this you're totally unrelated on. to music. We'll just talk about rodeo the whole time. Let's but do it. <laughs> no, with um, you know, with bareback riding, like you can set up a spur board 
which is kind of like it's like a wooden framed like horse type shaped body thing sure and there's like five things that you can do that that if you work on you know keep your upper body square and solid and keep your chin tucked keep your free arm under control and um you know like a slow drag up to your rig and where you're really mashing and then fire them down so it's just one motion like you're kind of like you're winding up a catapult and so you practice doing that and then once you get on horses you can apply it straight across no kidding yeah and obviously just like anything it doesn't always <laughs> work out but <laughs> right. but the guys that that do really well they they spend just as much time just you know working on it in their living room as they would you know actually rodeo on too so good night man yeah so that's that's why I really kind of liked about it is that you could really get leaps and bounds as far as progress just by the amount of time you put into it. Sure. But, um, and the bull riding just seemed like you never know what's going to happen. And it was kind of, it's radically, you would yeah, say it's uh, radically different from a, um, yeah. Okay. I mean, at least for me. Okay. So, I mean, but I wasn't good at it. So is I guess it just the size and the way they move or yeah, it's always forward motion with horses and, you know, bulls will. Oh, sure. Spin right oh, there yeah. and, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's different kinds of ways horses buck, I guess, but it's there's only a limited amount that they, you know, it just comes down to power wise and yeah, speed, I guess. So you think that's that's a thing of your past now, or do you think you'll ever hop on one again? I don't want to like scratch it off. Yeah, I don't really. I still like doing it. I just don't like. We travel so much for music stuff now that Mm -hmm. it's like that. It took over that that spot in my life, gotcha. really, because like gotcha. that free time, and I wouldn't want to go travel like all the time to go rodeo. Like if there's something local going on, you know, sure. that was cool or something, something just neat to go to. I I would still hop in it or something, you know, if I wanted to. But to I don't know. know if you do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really like that that Chris Ledoux days rodeo over um, over in KC. Oh, okay. And, they have a memorial rodeo there and it's kind of like a bronc match bareback match mm-hmm. kind of deal and uh i've gotten that a few times and i really like it and if there's one that i'll probably go to every once in a while it, it'd probably be that one just because it, it would mean something to me to like win that but yeah okay. everything else it's like it's not it's not really um driven by money i guess i don't i, I think that's why like i still like it because I, I don't depend on it to make make money yeah when it, when a hobby becomes a a livelihood yeah. it's easy for it to lose its yeah it's allure i guess when i was a kid we the ranch we lived on on paxton nebraska um we uh we boarded horses for people that come in for the rodeo and that and so we'd take care of them while they were in town and everything and uh, we had this goat that i would ride I don't know if Where's it's going. Dude, I, I, it's going somewhere. And wait, <laughs> here's the kicker. <laughs> so this I is, ate the sheep shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this this damn goat. Uh, when I was, so I was, I was young, fifth, sixth grade, even younger. But uh, whenever I'd get on his back and you know grab his horns to hang on, he'd go backwards. But as soon as I let go of his horns, then he'd go forward. So I figured that out. Like, if I wanted him to go forward, I just had to hold on to his neck. <laughs> and and I, I fell off every time. But, um, yeah, he was he was all right. 
Yeah, the whole rodeo. That's thing. as close I'm, as I ever got yeah. to what you're describing is what I'm trying to get at here. There's there's the point of my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's it's definitely made a big impact on my life. Yeah, so it's it's been great, and really, it's kind of where my music started. That's what I was gonna say. Like a yeah. lot of your writing uh, comes out it's of like that Western related, yeah, and culture and that style, and yeah, just your own experiences and that. So yeah, and yeah, just try to. Just really try hard to write real shit, you know? yeah. And and then, you know, as you get older, and that's not really as big a part of my life. I don't do, you know, I don't write as many of those kind of songs. Not because I don't have a fondness for it. It's just you just want to stay kind of true to the to the song, you know, not not just fabricate it. You know? Oh, and try to like put it. Yeah, into and the, yeah, and I don't even with most songs try not to force it too much. You know? Right. Yeah, I just. So when did you first pick up a guitar and and uh, uh my my dad always had a guitar in the house and he doesn't really he didn't play but um so I kind of messed around with it and I guess in high school I, I started writing kind of like little poems and stuff like that and um, never really took thought about writing songs really mm-hmm. I guess and then um I think one time. The first first song I, I like sang like that I re- remember as being like a cool moment was like I think I was behind the shoots with some friends or something and like after a rodeo and we we're just kind of hanging out and um, someone was singing something like I sang like Strawberry Roan and that was like the first song that that I really where it was in like a private setting where people were at, like paying attention sure yeah. And then um, I started kind of turning some of those poems and stuff into songs, and um, and then since then I just I, I kept I don't know when I I guess freshman year of college I got kind of got tied up with some guys that um, a buddy of mine Matt he could play guitar and I've never been a good guitar player I've kind of just been just enough to get by you know and to to write with. Mm-hmm. And um, he could play pretty decent, and um, we started writing songs in um, that, that freshman year at college. And I wrote a couple there, and we were recording stuff just on like a crappy like ten dollar computer mic. It's the best way to and, start, um, man. Yeah, everyone's got to have those. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I started doing that, and um, we did some like kind of bullshit little mm-hmm. like an album or something that nothing was really like finished and. To be honest, most of my stuff I have out there is fairly uh, poorly recorded and just done at you know at the house. Yeah, just even worse back then. So then <laughs> I started doing that and I started writing more rodeo songs and uh, and I took those uh, started making burn some CDs and mm-hmm. and then it got to a point I think probably my junior year, senior year of college we started people were starting to send like send a checker or two in the mail and and selling cds through the mail and then i pack them around to rodeos and what year was this it would have been like 2008 selling cds through the mail man i was gonna say i don't know if that happens anymore except no. like amazon and, buys and that's what was, it was really weird because i like i definitely started doing it at the, around the same time that you know you really could have taken advantage of and I have yeah. you know, taken advantage of the internet and digital sales. And starting out, I just didn't. I never, I never 
pursued it with any kind of seriousness, I guess. Really, not until um, I started playing with Clade and started hanging out with you. Okay. Yeah. So you were just, it was just doing it for whatever? And yeah, like, I never, like, I. it was kind of something I just did, and I'd play, take a guitar with us when we go go somewhere and mm-hmm. um, hanging out, and then people would send send even just money in the mail like and i was selling cheap like five or ten bucks a cd but just got to the point where it wasn't like i had all these like i was a broke college student so it wasn't like i i had all these cds like made and and sleeves and everything i was burning the cds one by one printing out the the covers in the library at school, <laughs> so I could do it for free. Do you have? And then, so but, like after postage in my time, I probably I didn't make any money off of it. But but I sent a lot of CDs, and it's cool because like every once in a while, someone will be like, "Hey, I still I have this CD from way back." <laughs> and you're and like, like, "Oh God, yeah." And <laughs> even some of our shows, I've had. Um, we were playing at Bellfish this year. Year and a um, guy from over in in Wyoming came up and he's like, "Hey, do you remember like?" 10 years ago I hit you up on Facebook about a CD and and you sent us some CDs he's like I still got that CD oh my gosh like, that's cool I was like and that is pretty neat and I like since I guess past couple of years I just kind of quit making physical copies and yeah. just leaning on the digital sales and it's done pretty well but I just uh, yeah I just haven't we do. We get something in the studio and do actually a professional recorded CD with the band. Then we'll, we'll have it all done right. We'll have physical yeah. copies. And do you remember the songs that were on that album that you were burning? No. Do you even? You there, even there's know. some that like are even like worse than <laughs> <laughs> Barrel Racer. <laughs> oh, so, we're, we're gonna talk yeah, about yeah. that one. <laughs> but yeah, like like there's a yeah. It was just. It's it's like typical stuff that you would find in like a Western college town. Yeah, just you know, like goofing and, around, putting some words together. Yeah, and, and then but then some of them, you know, some of the songs were like pretty heartfelt. That you know, it was all stuff I wrote, and and some of them that I really um, was into. And then as I kept like coming up with more songs and hopefully better songs, I would I would like save like one or two from those CDs and. Would re-record it and put it on, on there. Oh, okay. So like, it got sho- not showcased, but so it got shown off with a more serious collective sure. of work. You know, so it wasn't just a some like wacky like college drinking songs or something like that, which I don't really care to write. You know, and um, but those, especially like some of those older rodeo songs. Like, I think the first one we recorded in my freshman year was "Gold Buckle Dreams," and. um and that one kind of, I kind of hung on to that for a while because it, it, I liked the way it sounded. And then um, I had a song running on fumes. It was pretty early on that I really cared about. And um, the one other song was called You and Me. And it's kind of like one of the few love songs I got that's not like dark and depressing. <laughs> and it's a, uh, they're in, in Al- <laughs> Alba where I went to school. They they put one of the C- CDs in the jukebox there, and it was sixty one oh four in the office bar in the jukebox. And they would, whenever you went in there, some dickhead would <laughs> turn to us, see the walk in the door, and then like, oh man, because like you're proud of them, but like you also don't want to like show off, you know show off. So like 
it's yeah i mean i don't know like i I totally get that feeling at the same time like there's something to be said about hey i made that and people seem to dig it yeah and even um someone uh two or three days ago hit me up and was like asking about the the lyrics because the recordings are were poorly done you know and asking the lyrics for that you and me song and i told them they're like cool because we're, we're using it at our wedding in a couple of weeks oh geez and one of our friends is going to play it and um we just wanted to make sure it was right and i was wow like, man yeah and I've had a couple of times someone that, you knew or just some no just um they're actually out of nevada i guess wow but and they c- just shoot you a facebook message and you take yeah. the time to respond. That's that's pretty cool. Every person, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and it's it's you. It's not a not a media manager. Yeah, and Clay's I think, not in the corner with a computer answering <laughs> for you. Or yeah, you can tell when Clay Clay gets on, on there. The, <laughs> the um, grammar <laughs> isn't <laughs> not that I'm like the most well spoken person, and Clay is, but his typing is god awful. <laughs> well, the way they the way they build keyboards these days. Yeah, oh, but I uh, yeah. I take the time if someone hits me up. And sometimes, like, you know, if anyone takes the time just to, like, message you and be like, hey, man, yeah, keep it up. Like, I like, really dig this song or something. Like, that means a lot to me. Yeah. I That's really cool. I take the time, no matter who it is. And shoot, we've even kind of structured our, some of the live gigs we do. You know, it's not all you know, getting hired by, like, a professional venue, we have times where it's, um, you know, someone wants to have us come play, and it might be a long drive, but those those mean more to go play something like that than to go play for a bunch of drunks in a bar that don't give a shit about you. Like, yeah, because you, you do a lot of traveling for your... Yeah. Like, I was, uh, I was talking to Whitney about that. I was like, yeah, he's... I think he's down in Oklahoma right now, or Arizona or something, but, like, always... Yeah. That's a long ways. And... It's not like we're we're not getting rich. Right. <laughs> you know, we're just right. we're just we're hungry, son. <laughs> so, but I think that's the way you got to do it, though. I th- I mean, it might be the least cost effective way to do it to travel far, play for cheap, and but yeah. if it you get a get someone that list gain a listener or two or someone that's really into it, it makes it worth it. I I have this one story, and if these guys end up listening to this podcast. Which I'm sure they will, because this is... Oh, you know, yeah, this yeah. is this is going places, man. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> but um, um, these guys up in Marl City, um, they know who they are if, they're, if they listen to it. But anyway, they... Um, it was, what, two years ago? Oh, yeah, when we played fucking horse. Yeah. Um, it was a couple years ago, and they hit us up, and we're like, hey, would you guys... Um, it was just Clay and I at the time. Um, would you guys come up and play a college party during the during the college rodeo? And I was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> sure. I was like, it's not that far. It's five or six hours. I was like, yeah, heck yeah, dude. And um, so we were, we told him to go, and it was just gonna be Clay and I, and um, we got to Belfouche like the day of heading up there, and they called and was like, hey, um, my uh. My rodeo coach says that if we have this party, I'm off the team. So um, I got you moved into um, be the bucking horse saloon there in Mile City. Got you moved into there, and that they're going to pay you and everything. But yeah, and you can tell he's really disappointed because yeah, um, which it was probably for the best um, 
legally, you know, just, just so, so like we, we didn't get stuck with like all these like minors, you know? Yeah. It's uh, actually yeah, probably so yeah, smart. We're the oldest people there with all these drunk, drunk kids. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we, uh, we got up there and then we started seeing everybody that was, you know, going to be involved in this party. And it sounded like it, it was going to be just a real rager. They were selling wristbands and it was April, yeah. It was April 20th was yeah. the day oh, was, okay. we were playing. So it was still kind of cold and we were going to just play outside. I think they were building a stage. They had like a shitload of beer. Yeah. They were going to sell wristbands and um, a couple guys, you could tell everyone that was involved in this little uh, rager they were throwing would come up and be like, oh, it's too bad. You couldn't, the party got shut down, but we're still glad you guys came up. And so it ended up being a good time, but yeah, yeah. I, if you can, and I know you feel the same way. Like if you can go and you make personal connections with somebody, yeah. it's 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 definitely more uh, fulfilling. Yeah, well, it makes you feel like you're doing something of value. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, it's super easy to to play for a paycheck and just kind of move on and just like, God, yeah. what am I doing? I'm just losing sleep and playing the same songs, or whatever. But when when someone picks it up and someone goes shit i dig that and they want to listen to it and want to connect with you and yeah and um, i mean you're kind yeah. of gambling on some of those deals because you never know what you, you are get yeah. into and you and i have <laughs> done that some too Jeez, playing man. places where you're not really you know you're not sure what it's going to be like so you just kind of throw it in the wind and hope for the best yeah and most of the time it shakes out yeah um, i've had a few things where it's there hasn't been, you know, many people, and then the people that are there make it worth it. Well, know? people like music too, yeah. so that that helps a little bit. It's a little bit of a like a um, little bit of a like a social lubricant a bit. When <laughs> yeah. you're showing up in a new place, you don't know anyone, they don't know you, um, but you've, you're coming with music. It's a little bit of a okay, you know, we're gonna it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, and assuming yeah. the person behind the microphone doesn't suck and. <laughs> Because I mean, I've, I've I've been that guy on that side of the microphone. I'm like, I played a really shitty show. <laughs> well, and you know, you think as like um, songwriters and musicians, like you're hardest on yourself. Like, yeah, that's true. you go leave that's a lot true. of gigs where you're like, gosh, that could have been a lot better. Yeah, but you'll talk to someone that was there and they couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, you know, that's it just true. you know you that's true. you feel the vibe and. Um, a lot of it's internal, like yeah. what you're feeling while you're up there. You're looking around and well, and like you know, how you the, showed up to the place. You with know, with our our stuff, it's such a kind of a weird niche. That it's like a um, you just know know that there's certain crowds that aren't going to like it, you right? Know, that because right now, like we're kind of borderline full full on rock and roll, and it's like dark stuff and. Um, like their cowboy song, so it's like yeah, we uh we play dark cowboy rock and roll like <laughs> like that's not a sell to everybody you know like transcender and, and it's like you know if we don't play uh you know there aren't a whole lot of songs that we play that you can dance to right but you know like rather break your heart than make you dance really i mean yeah. i'd rather have someone sit there and you know listen to the songs or connect with it and then have not that I want people to have fun, you know. I always, I always, you know, <laughs> right. we do, we do strive to have a have a good time and try to bring energy to it and have a good time. But um, the goal isn't just to be 
background. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, um, ambience, I guess, you know, it's right. Just ignored and kind try, of there yeah, to fill, yeah, we, fill the empty noise and stuff. Try to try to command the room, the attention of the room, yeah. I guess. And just the way we handle our music is, you know, the, the guitars are shredding vocally. I try, I try to push, push my voice harder than I should. Yeah. You know, I try to make sure that we we kind of leave it all out there when we do something. So sure. It's a lot easier to walk away from something knowing that you did your best or doing, yeah. you know. Well, and what's that feel like for you when you're up there and like everything's just kind of clicking, you've got you've got the room's attention. Um it's it's weird, you know, it's that's like if you're playing music for me, like the best feeling is to be sweating your ass off. And the room's into it, and yeah. you feel like you're working, you know, like not like not like working like oh my day job, more like I'm fucking working my ass off yeah. right now to like, you know, we we played at the Bucking Horse Sale that one that one night. It was hot in there, and we were playing some songs that like they were we're playing loud and we're playing pretty hard, and it just felt kind of like a. Hip, not hypnotic, but it was like a um, psychedelic kind of yeah. kind of feeling, and it was really cool. Yeah, like like you looked out and like because Bucking Horse still always has a shitload of people up there, and um, I think they knew that we were into it, and yeah. you know we were definitely working our tails off, and like you, could, it just it was really gratifying. Like, well, when people can leave a show that you did, and they all leave satisfied and yeah. had a blast and everything like that it's it's one it's good for everyone around because they know like hey if these guys are coming back we're coming back and you kind of solidify yourself as yeah hey they're they're one to call they're one to bring back in and everything so yeah and so yeah that's i guess that's my favorite kind of feeling to get out of some yeah. out of playing a live set and i really enjoy playing live you know it's yeah i don't need to you know if it's a small you know, we play in plenty of small little places right, or right. private deals and, you know, and bigger stages. But it, if like people are into it, man, that just makes a, makes all the difference. And then sure. if, if you can tell that people are feeling it, that's, that's really cool. That's neat. Yeah. Um, so you said dark country rock. <laughs> yeah. I, um, why do you think that's where you gravitate towards as far as just internally and personally when, with the way you write? Like, is there just, you know, I just, I know, like, I feel like there's so many, like, like the happy, nice songs, like, that have been done very well, uh -huh. or have been beaten to death. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, I, I think I gravitate to those other songs, and I think it's because, like, vocally, I like to be able to push my voice as, like, hard as I can, and I'm not, like, screaming, like, it's not like death metal or anything, but it's, like... Yeah, yeah, it's, death metal, that makes sense, an interesting <laughs> genre, right there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely like a, um, yeah, I don't know. And I guess lyrically, I kind of gravitate that way. It's not like I don't have like demons. My life is my life is great. Like I, right. I'm like the happiest guy in the world. Like I'm luckiest guy in the world. And you it's not like a stint where you're living on the streets. And yeah, no, I've never had I've anything. never had hard times. Like I've been broke before, but I've never. Um, I've always been pretty happy, and yeah. even more so like try to live my life where it's pretty stress-free and mm -hmm. um, 
try to focus on the important things in life or the, yeah, I don't worry about money. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not cause I have it. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, but if I, I don't worry I just, about it, then it's not a problem. I just I hate to sound like the free love and type. It's like, yeah, if you just do what you love, it'll, money will come. Well, it doesn't always come, but I've definitely thrown, thrown a lot of stuff up to chance a lot of times, whether it's moving or just, uh-huh. I mean, I went to, I'm from Baltimore. Originally? Yeah. Okay. I think I knew that. Suburban neighborhood Baltimore. And I went to school in Oklahoma to to rodeo. Like there there was a jump there where I didn't even know like the town, like the, what I was getting into like college wise. Like, yeah. Besides I went and checked it out and was like, I think I want to move to either like Wyoming or Oklahoma or just to get out in some wide open spaces because I just never felt. Um, never f- really fit in, mm-hmm. and not that I fit in 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 rodeo circles either. You know, because I it wasn't born into it, or yeah, you know, I've I've gotten comfortable with it, but it's also been a lot of like just <laughs> see how it goes kind of deals, and um, yeah, it's worked out, and pretty much everything we've done or I've done has kind of just been lucky that. That it's worked out, and I just I didn't land up end up flat on my ass, you know. And well, it's it's interesting. Um, you say you know just just do what you love and don't worry and hope for the best and stuff. It sounds extremely, um, like free love hippie ish. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but when you think about it, like yeah. that was one of the big things when, uh, um, like when Willie and Waylon were starting out and everything like that. They you know the, the country hippie type thing down in Texas that they yeah. were all doing and. Um, the the similarities between the two cultures like there's a lot of similarities between the two cultures oh yeah you know money's not really a big th- it's just you know you're doing your thing and well i think that's where i've got i got so much of that that living free kind of thing you know because mm-hmm. like if you know rodeo cowboys like they're at home like traveling and like yeah like, you just got like pretty in tune with being comfortable traveling around and and kind of the highway feels really good. Like, yeah. It feels good to be out, like, going, I mean, even now, like, with a band, like, it feels good to take a, you know, take a long road trip somewhere. Like, yeah, it's just, I think there's a lot of guys that worry about money, and um, just, I try not to let, I want to take care of my family, but I, yeah. don't, I don't let, I'd rather have more time with my family than, sure, than, uh, than money. And that does okay, like when you're on the road a lot and everything like that, because your family comes with you most of the time, don't they? Uh, or when they can, at least. When they, so it's, when they can, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's not like they don't want to, or I don't want them to. But you know, my son Towns is um, a year and a few months right now, mm-hmm. so it's up until now. It's just it hasn't been easy. It'd be different if I was going and doing something solo, or just Clay and I were going and doing something, or right. just Scott and I were going to go to do something, but. When you get four or five guys in a van or in a <laughs> Tahoe, like it's it's not, <laughs> right. yeah, it's 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 hard. Not that there's there's no there's no burden from having your kid go along with you. It's just it's you don't want them to be up late and you don't want them to, right. have to sit in a car seat all that time. Yeah, it's it, a lot for a kid. It's nothing. Yeah. No part of you don't want them to be there. It's Man, just, it's a lot for me too. Like yeah. that Colorado trip we took what was that like a month ago now? A little yeah. over a month ago. Good night, man. I don't know how you do it. So for everyone listening, we drove to Colorado to do a gig in Craig, Colorado. 
Yeah. Uh, we were filling in for, is for it Kyle? Kyle, yeah. Kyle Allgood. And um, just a... Uh, Frankapalooza, just yeah, a big party in a dude's backyard, like just having a having a blast. Yeah. We played it. We drove down. It's six hours away. Yeah. We drove down. We played for five hours because yeah. neither of us paid attention to the time. I think yeah. we just played. And that's just like one of those times. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of gigs where you're like, tell you what, I'm I'm not going to be required to play four hours. Like, I don't yeah. even like be required to play three hours. Like, right, but. Then you'll go and play something, and you'll be like, "Oh, I don't have to, so I'm gonna play for five hours." Now. <laughs> right. you know, like when when no one sets that that requirement on you, yeah, you can just do what you it want. It feels all right, then and you feel like you're having fun yeah. instead of just oh, I've, I've got to clock in and clock out yeah. type thing. Well, and then we had a place to stay, yeah. So we had a total place to stay. We could drive back the next morning. <laughs> Kenny goes, "I think we're just gonna drive back," <laughs> and so he just <laughs> through the night drives all the way back, and I'm just I'm sure I'm. Passed out, just drooling uh, in the passengers. Well, it didn't help you. you. Like had like four or five tequila shots. Like <laughs> that was not right when we my got there. Fault. Like, like they they were they were wanting to party. If you're but, looking to hire Heath Johnson, he's really professional. Yeah. Except at a backyard party where Super. he's just eating hot dogs and chugging tequila. <laughs> like before we even start the set. Hey, but, I thought my guitar playing sounded no, a lot like Clay that it, night. So it was, it was that was a good time. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And um, you know, a lot of times it's not. It's not like I don't like staying somewhere. It's just when you have your wife and kid at home, it's you don't yeah. you don't want to waste Sunday driving. You know? So I haven't told you this yet. Uh, I wrote a song based off that trip, uh, and I wrote it for you for you and Blaine. Oh uh, yeah, kind of. It was kind of that idea of um, you know trying to make a living out there on the road playing music and that, and just but just wanting to get back home to your family. So I have to play Sweet, for you yeah. sometime. But looking forward to it. Um, I think it's called. Uh, um, yeah, I don't even remember. That. I don't even know if I have a name for it yet. Um, <laughs> That's all right. I'll no. figure it out. But yeah, I'll have to have to lay this to it sometime. But I don't know. I that happens to me when I when I songwrite. Like I'll a lot of it comes from my own experiences, but then some of it is seeing someone else's experience and then getting like a, an idea in my head around that and going, oh man, yeah, I, I, should, I should write this down before I forget it. And I write a lot. I do that a lot too. Like because, like I said, I have a really great life and i'm really happy yeah and um but i still write darker music you know as far as lyrically yeah and um i i draw from other people's heartache and you know someone will tell me something and and i try to use those as little tidbits and well and the way that you put your words together like it, it all it all has the feel of i mean there's a there's a specific um God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, if it was, there's a, there's a specific setting that all your songs kind of, kind of gravitate around. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't put your song up um, and think, oh, it's it's something that you would hear on. Um, uh, I don't want to say bubblegum, but like, um, you wouldn't necessarily expect to listen to your song and think, oh, I'm sitting in a high rise in a city, or I'm. Yeah. Um, you know, sitting at a at a desk job, or I'm a, you know sitting in some place that like there's all this. I think kind it's because I think I when I write stuff like I try to think about the imagery. It's very like fairly. yeah, it's very an old. I don't want to say old western because that's not even it either. But there's definitely a lot of open space yeah. spaces and and fields and and prairies that I I feel every time I I hear yourself. I'm like yeah, this is this this is very spacious. You know, when you're in it. <laughs> And uh, and so I don't know, like, and I think uh, the 
few of the songs that come to mind are like Cowboy Killers. Um, uh, yeah, and that's just like a story song too. Like that's yeah. like, yeah, that's not really you know, and you just kind of think of like an idea for all my songs. Like I don't have like a set way of writing something. Sometimes like I'll get definitely someone's personal like mm-hmm. story, and I, I'll I'll try to like get in their head a little bit about how that would what that would be like. Sure, and then like Cowboy Killers like. That's kind of like a historical, like ballad. Yeah, picture eighteen hundreds. Yeah, you know, and, and like that song, I, I just didn't really. I can't even think of the line that I had that I started that to write that song with, but I had a line for that, and then I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, I really want to make this, um, like basis on like South Coast or North Coast, like mm-hmm. this kind of country. Yeah. And try to like zone in on that a little bit if I can. And I mean, it's not like there's historically correct stuff in there. It's just I the feelings are are probably something that someone would have felt. Yeah, but, it fits the setting even if it's not historically yeah. accurate, which yeah. is what art is. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what all songs are. I mean, unless you're really getting specific and <laughs> yeah, and writing about an event. But. Yeah, I try to. I mean, they're generalizations, but I try to do fairly halfway half-assed job <laughs> so do you when you like when you want to put a song like that together do you does it take a while for your mind to get into that setting or is it just are you just always in that setting and that's why your songs probably come out? Like, do, do you feel like we're in the 1800s right now no. or do you <laughs> clay get the wagon <laughs> no. no i don't uh i don't feel like that yeah and i don't like want to be like that like if you know me personally i don't I'm not like <laughs> I'm like cowboyed out every day, right? Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> like, not well. It's not like you're yeah. showing up in you know yeah. a cowboy shirt and hat and boots every single show. I mean you're wearing yeah. red Vans. Do we have the same shoes on? We have the same shoes on, man. Mine are black. Yours are mar- <laughs> is that maroon? That's maroon. Yeah. So you're wearing my shoes, evil cousins. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. They're comfortable. Appears to be an evil twin in the room. <laughs> <laughs> they're comfortable shoes and they're yeah. easy to slip on, man. I dig them. Um, well, yeah, I, I mean, think that's part of that, yeah, like yeah. part of that too is, you know, as far as like feeling like an outsider with stuff, like, yeah, I've loved rodeo and I like my in-laws ranch and, um, <laughs> pretty much everyone in band ranches and, you know, mm-hmm. cowboys in some form and we could, we, we could take a part in it, but I'm not like, I think part of it is from being from the East coast. Like i I don't want to be a poser. Like I'm all about being right there and do it. You know, gotcha. if we're working cows or something. Like I, it's not like like I love being part a part of it, but like I I don't try to like be something that I'm not. Yeah, you know, I don't want to like dishonor it. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, I get that. There's a, I mean, and there's plenty of guys that come from the East Coast, or, or I mean, there's there's guys that are super handy. Like I'm not the handiest guy. <laughs> like, but like I I do. You know, well, you we do a we lot. I mean, the ranch just, and stuff, and like, I'm not yeah. like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I guess that's part of my songwriting too. Like, I'm not, I, I kind of like, I just step in like, it's like around the edge of different circles. I guess is kind of yeah. where we write from. So, yeah, you're not really trying to fit into anywhere. You're just this yeah. is, this that's is why it's really I'm hard to like and, define what kind of music we make because like I wouldn't I wouldn't tell someone that yeah we write dark 
um, cowboy <laughs> song. <laughs> like, I guess if I had like pinpoint, like, cause like not all my music's like that. Like right. I, I do have other songs that aren't like that. And it's just like, um, want to be rock and rollers <laughs> you right. know, and you, you want to like play loud shit and not, um, I've always like been drawn to like lyrically to like country songs, but mm-hmm. I don't like the, um, the stereotypical country song. I yeah. Guess. I, I guess I do like the, you know, the, the older stuff that was out there and, you know, right. It's, well, when you think of, I don't know, like when you think of the stereotypical typical country song, uh, and then you go and you listen to like the country legends, you know, I, I would I always come back to Waylon. It's like none of that. I mean, he's got a few, but most yeah. of them are sound like he's just doing whatever he wants. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and I, I think that's why I, I've always liked Waylon Jennings, and not that like I don't like Merle Haggard or anything, right. other guys, but. I always like Waylon James because he knew that guy was just a fucking outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and and yeah. he was like, he was really making some rock and roll shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a, um, yeah. I I respected like I don't, I don't get tired listening to any of those any of his songs. Yeah, well, he's like, just any kind of song. Like, he gets an idea in his head and he's like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this out. Yeah, and you think of it and like that is that doesn't follow any any of the things you would expect, but he's. He's he's the best man. I love him. Yeah, I I do too. And and like we're both into like definitely like some of the like the folky guys too. Like right. like I really dig Towns Van Zandt's songs, and I like his stuff. And yeah, I like the you know those darker. Lean, I mean, some of those songs could just straight up be a rock and roll song. But like yeah, I mean like waiting around to die. It's like holy shit. Like, <laughs> right. Like. Like what is that? That's yeah. not a country song. There, no, it's like, so um, good, man. I mean, you you put like uh, like blazing lead guitar to that, and it's, I'm well, sure it's a song else, that but. you it sucks you into. I'm pretty sure I know exactly how that feels. Yeah, you know, or even if I don't, like imagine putting yourself in the situation where you imagine somebody feeling that way. It's like, yeah. oh, that's just a raw human emotion. You know that everyone. Everyone knows. Yeah. And that's that's why it works and doesn't matter what genre you're gonna put it in, it's just a good damn song. Um so when I was uh coming here, I um because I, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard most of your songs, but I, there was one I found that I hadn't, so I was like, oh listen to this one. It was Dance in the Rain. I've oh, never even heard you yeah. play it, never even heard you talk uh, about it. But I, what happened was I put on Wait, the, my wife hates it because like, oh, it, 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 it was it was like I wrote it for like a college girlfriend. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. But yeah, um, not to like to my own horn, but I think it's pretty pretty well written. It's, it's a pretty good tune. I was like, yeah. man, I've never heard this song. And and you know, I was listening to the to the Buffalo Session EP. Yeah. Um, because those are probably my four favorite ones of yours. And uh, and then that kicked on right afterwards. I, I was going to change it and went, oh, I've ne- I haven't heard this one yet. And I'm like, geez, how old is that song? Um, you said college, so I guess it's yeah, pretty old. Like but... 2010, probably eight years. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like all those, the stuff that's online, um, minus the, Clay and I did one deal where Clay just came and camped out at the house in Maryland when we were living over there. Um, and we just did like a garage band thing where <laughs> we plugged in the iPad and came up with a song. I had a bunch of songs that I was had in my mind. Mm-hmm. I threw them to Clay to kind of work on the you know the guitar parts for them, and we just layered them up, and you know, it wasn't like 
any kind of polish work. But as far as like, it's definitely way different than the other stuff that 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 I did before. Which everything before was just me and a guitar mm-hmm. with no recording experience <laughs> and yeah. trying to record something. <laughs> and um, so that's why those sound that way. But I think I think they've they've sold well because like there's almost like an insider feeling like it's like listening to like someone that you know like you think of any anybody that you like to listen to mm-hmm. you'd be all about getting something recorded that was recorded at their house oh 100 yeah. percent. when i find like, uh, yeah, that, like rare recordings of so yeah. uh my dad just bought me the um a new uh willie nelson vinyl and it's uh, it's a dual vinyl and it's from the uh Early days of what was the name of that record label? Can't believe I just forgot it now. But uh, it's all like the original like recordings from this brand new record label that started out when Willie was super young, and there were a few people that were on it. Um, but it's all these super old songs that I'm like, this is this is great. This is absolutely great, yeah. you know. And it's not stuff that's some of it's demos. Oh, the uh, Pamper, the Pamper demos, Pamper Pamper okay. record, Pamper Studios, whatever. Um, that's what it's called, and it's but it's all these old demos of of Willie, and of course, like yeah, I want to I want to hear them, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I think that's the kind of the appeal in some of those, just yeah, because like they know that it wasn't, you know, it well, was you can kind of look back in the past and see, and you know where their future is, yeah, before they even do when you listen to songs from back then, you know, yeah, like you listen to some of your old stuff, and then you think that's the guy that a few years from then he's gonna write, you know, Cosmic Cowboy and. That song is killer, dude. Oh, like, good night. It's unreal. But it's a lot of it has to do with like work with good good musicians, like with Clayden and Scott, Greg, and then um, mm-hmm. we had Ben's been playing with us some too. And you know, work. You, I'm not a good guitar player. Like, if I'm going to lean on me for something, like I want to be a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. Second, I'll do my best to be a good, uh, at least a unique vocalist. Yeah, and then probably in like seventh or eighth place, there is my shitty rhythm guitar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, but then you know, I kind of know where I want the song to, where the momentum should be, and where I want the song to be at. Uh-huh. Like, so I really lean on those guys pretty hard to hmm. to like complete it, and that's that's why like I've had some people say they really like certain songs. I'm like, you know, not to like brag on myself or brag on the band but i can't wait for you to hear it live because right it's yeah definitely a different thing than it's super than what you're listening to listen well, to do you like find like 10 your, years ago does your uh like creative process um did you feel like that it, it expands when you're playing with more people yeah. like they'll get an idea and then then you'll think oh wait and that makes you think of yeah. something else or like how have you seen that progress from when you were just doing most of the solo yeah, stuff it, it to does putting well heads because you know, right when I first started writing songs, like I would, you know, I have in in my head like the idea of what I want to do, but with, like a limited, you know, with five or six different chords, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would try to make them different from each other. And that's why you could like look back at those older ones, and be like, "Man, this one kind of sounds like that one." It's like, <laughs> well, that's all that Kenny knows how to play that guitar. It is <laughs> that one. <laughs> so it's not like a. So yeah, definitely now like. Every time we start doing something else, especially with the band and people that know more about music than I do, you get this. It's like it just opens up a door for you to do something way, you know, way different. Yeah. And um, we're not like a super like 
licky band. Like we don't have like you know most of our stuff doesn't have like just a bunch of like super hooky and catchy. Yeah, like, and you're gonna find yeah. yourself repeating it in your head. Yeah. And um, but like even now, like I prefer to write on electric guitar just because like I can kind of get in my head that where it's gonna be when it what with those guys sure get a part of it like just just so like just to fill in that gap you know a little bit even if you're just playing you know a couple chords you're like you still can hear you know if you put some dirt on it be like yeah that could kind of that could be pretty cool Mm -hmm. there and so yeah it's it's and then i'll do some things every once in a while if it's if it's a slower song or something like that i'll even the slower ones are i'm doing a doing one electric and I've done a couple where if we're playing with the band and I'll still do, do it solo with electric guitar and just like, cause you let that, if you're going to be really punching the vocals and you let just the, the guitar kind of ring out a little bit. Yeah. It sounds a little more powerful than it would with just on acoustic, I guess, but sure. Yeah. Is it mostly melody or, or words that come into your head first when you're putting a song together? Normally words. Mostly words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know when I when I write. I try to. Um, I try to find something that, like a certain kind, of, something in the wording that I really like. Like normally, most song most of my songs will just start with a line. Every once in a while, it starts with a concept. Like mm-hmm. I don't really write a whole lot of concept kind of. Th- you know, like I don't try to write around something, but I'll think of a line and build the song around the line. Yeah, and um. And then just take it from there as far as melody. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think if I have one that I wrote off the melody. But hmm. like I'll get, I lately I've got like I've got a crap ton of just unfinished work that I'll get it and get started, and then I will run out of time, and it just sits there forever, you know. But a lot of it is uh, is words, you know, and I have like no melody. I can't even figure it out. Just haven't taken the time to yeah. sit down and finish it, but. Yeah, I wrote um newest newest one I wrote I wrote for a friend of mine. Um just like it was like it was like play by play of a breakup. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, the best song. Not man. to exploit like any kind of feelings, but like you feel like such a like a succubus sometimes cuz you're like man, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I gotta turn this into a fucking song now like, <laughs> because that because that is too fucking easy. Like, right. like oh man, like yeah, that I, really sucks, man. Wait, let me write this down. Yeah, like I hope you don't mind. I'm gonna play this tonight. <laughs> like, oh, but yeah, like it's and it's not. Yeah, it's when you kind of got it. I mean, it's song, not because you're like exploiting anything, and, and right. it's just you know when you're just lucky, suckers like we are. <laughs> you gotta like. You know, you do lean on your friends and or family that are going through hard times, and like sometimes, like you feel for them so bad that it makes it easy to write something. Yeah, like that's yeah. I really try to I put myself in that position, and you know, younger me, it was easier to write from that like right. broken heart perspective because I had one all the time, but now I don't. <laughs> and right. um, and so then you lean on other people for it, and. Yeah. Um, you kind of got to draw off of their experiences. Well, that's the thing about songwriting is you're, you're kind of, you're just bearing your soul anytime you're putting something out there. And 
it's the we. I mean, we sh- we should almost come with warning labels because anyone that gets close to us, I'm like we're probably going to bear parts of your soul too at some <laughs> yeah, point. You yeah. know, just going to put all of our guts <laughs> right, right up there on the stage for you. But those are the best songs. I mean, those yeah. are the ones that that really stick with people because they know that they came from someplace authentic. Yeah, you know? and that's the best thing to write. Yeah, it's, if it's a real feeling. If you uh, do, you have a favorite song that you've written of yours? Like, if you if you had like, hey, this is. This is a song that I want people to remember me by. <laughs> to remember me by. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm not really a... I feel like um it's weird with songs. It's like right when you write them, like they they become your the favorite thing you have. Sure. And then, sure. And then you write something else and you're like, eh, that one's alright. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. It's that. Like, like past relationships, right? <laughs> like it's like, you know, it seems like it's the best thing you ever did at the time and then then you move on to something else and yeah. it's like, man, this is, this is where it's at. Yeah. But as far as like playing, um, like as far as playing songs, like we have this pale horse song that is an old song that I, I, I like redid into like straight up rock and roll song. And I really like the, the, um, the emotion and the, that goes into that when we play it live, like just I, by I, switching it to like rock and roll a bit. Yeah, was it previously just like a slower? Like... No, it was just like a real kind of plucky kind of. Oh, okay. And now it's, um, it's a lot harder and a lot darker, and it just changes song completely. Yeah, and like that song, like I originally wrote it, like you know, um, behold a pale horse, and what's the the line um riding on his back was dead or oh and death followed came with him or right. oh you know. from the bible yeah, yeah from yeah um so anyway i, I wrote that song off of that and i kind of when i first did it you know when i was living in oklahoma i wrote that song and um it's kind of like it's kind of like easy going kind of not like a happy it's it's like a happier song cuz it's like um talks about death in like a not not so intimidating way okay know? i was like yeah any song about pale horses and death of course it's a happy <laughs> yeah. song man like, well and yeah <laughs> it just talks yeah and and now now the the way we do it now it's like super darker like if you put put the two up side by side you never know that they came from that they came from the same song oh gotcha you know? okay like, lyric change and everything was it just uh yeah quite a bit yeah i was gonna say like yeah. what is that even I just kind of ripped it ripped it apart so gotcha Okay. You know, where it wasn't like uh it wasn't for or the new one, I don't I don't even have a third verse for it. I just got two verses, a half ass chorus, and we, we yeah. just kinda rocked the shit out of it. And it's not really like a um complete song, but it just has a lot of a lot of feeling in it, I guess. Yeah, it's different when you like when you gut a song that you thought you had finished. Like there was one song um I'd written a while ago and I was like, ah, it just, it didn't fit right. Like, it just didn't feel like, it, not what I wanted it, the end result to be. Yeah. And so I let it sit for a long time and, um, you know, dove back into it. I was uh, hanging out with Guth one day and we dove back into it. And I think we pulled out like one phrase from that song. And it was like, it was the key phrase, but we completely reworked everything. The melody, the lyrics, everything around that one phrase. And then we got done. I'm like, man, that's really good. And Guth kind of looked at me and goes, yeah, well, that other song is dead now. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, that's what, and that's how that's I feel what about, happens. You feel know? about this one, because, I mean, 
people know the the first version from because it's the only one that's available you oh, know, okay gotcha. online so they know that one and then i'd be like the last four and be like yeah sure like we play this version <laughs> real quick <laughs> and um yeah i i just really like how that that one's gone i really like how cowboy killer sounds now um, sure live yeah um and it's and you wrote that in a car right weren't you driving or no, I wrote that at the house. Oh, okay, okay. I, but I wrote it. We were going to do that Buffalo Sessions EP, and I wrote it like a day or two before I came and did that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I had that. Yeah, I don't know. I and to everyone out there, I wrote Cowboy Killers before we named the band the Cowboy Killers. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It wasn't, don't think I'm like cheesy like that. Like, <laughs> like Oh, this I is mean, our I'll, name. We maybe it still is cheesy. Like it. I named the band after the song, <laughs> but I just like the idea of it. And it's not like, it's not like Cowboy Killers with cigarettes, you know, not right. like Marlboro Reds or anything, but the song is pretty much about everything that could have killed a guy off <laughs> back then, you know, yeah. whether you're boozing or, or guns or Bronx or stuff like that. Right, right. And then, like, phrasing it b- back for, like, name the band, it's like, you know, you name, like, Super Riot Horse, like, yeah, definitely Cowboy Killer. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not like a, it's, that's where I got the name, the name from. It's not from, like, Marble Reds or, right. Um, or, like, straight up gunfighter. Gotcha. You know, okay. background. But, so that's yeah, and if you listen to like, it a bit, you can kind of pull that out. Like, yeah. It's, it's definitely not the, not the same thing you would think of, but yeah, man, that's funny. <laughs> I was always, yeah, it's funny when people do that. Um, see, it's mostly a hip hop thing when you start talking about yourself in a song or pop music does it or, or like uh yeah. boy band music does that too. <laughs> like the Backstreet Boys sing a lot about themselves. <laughs> yeah, really try to not sing about myself. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how. Speaking of not fitting in a genre, <laughs> as boy bands go, man, you're not doing very well. Yeah, for shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. Um, do you? So, do you have plans to go to get something recorded soon, like a full album, like in a studio? I, and I got enough songs, I think, to do that. We could do it. I think. I think you're right. Yeah. I just. Uh, <laughs> it's just a matter of. Uh, just set the, the tightest time aside for everyone to be there to, yeah. to be able to do it. And then, um, do you have a vision in your head as far as, Hey, it's just everyone go in and lay down your tracks or do you want it all to be there? Let's play it live and get that type of feeling. And, you know, I, roll with I'm it. sure it's feeling wise. It'd be cooler to do it live, but, yeah. um, it's a lot easier to fine tune stuff, I guess. Or That's track true. by track. I but, guess it depends on what you're going for. Yeah, and it's not like I have a lot of past experience to cling to. <laughs> that so like, I mean, I'm not I'm not a um, I probably won't spend a lot of money on it. Yeah, like, I know that because I feel like if the songs are good enough, then they don't they don't need they don't need to be don't right need the magic. But like, if you record them yeah, right, and you I, I also want right. to do a good job. Like, I, I don't want to you know because you also got to think of like if someone's spending their money on something. Mm-hmm. If you were to spend money on something, you want a certain kind of quality, and because um, this one will be whatever we do, it it'll be the first, you know, full band done, you know, done yeah. right. It's just, um, yeah, I just, I guess I have a, 
I don't know if it's like founded or not, but I just have I have a belief in like some of the songs that I don't think they they need much to. I know mm. there's, you know, at a certain point in your career, you could you could spend a lot of money and do it, but I, I just don't I don't want to, and like I'm good proof that you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I I don't want to put out something crappy quality, but um, right. I also know that the songs will sell themselves. You know, if they're good enough, they'll sell. So. Yeah, you record them right, you do them well, and like it's, it's not like not like all of our stuff has to be radio ready anyway. Because there's <laughs> some, there aren't many songs that you know, right? I, I mean, for the most part, like our circle of friends, like there aren't a whole lot of spots where our, our songs fit on right on the, on the radio. Well, and our circle of friends, there's not a lot of us that listen to the radio. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean. I listen to XM all the time. Okay, um, I, I have, have XM. Like, so, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. Like I listen to Outlaw Country all the time on there. Sure, sure. I really dig that channel, but um, or the Spectrum or like classic vinyl or something yeah. like that. And and then I mean, most of us are strictly iPhones or you know whatever yeah, you got you downloaded. Spotify, you get your stuff and you pick yeah. what you want to listen to and and go on. That's kind of how music is consumed. Yeah, anymore, and that's what's. It's weird because like sometimes you're I'm like like Blaine and I'll be talking I'm like I don't know I know like the structure of the music business has changed drastically yeah <laughs> and they're bitching about how how it is now but really we wouldn't have any kind of a presence any you know we wouldn't be able to get have any outlet if it wasn't there so yeah it sucks that. You're making point zero zero five cents a stream on spot or whatever yeah. on Spotify, but it's also worldwide distribution for right f- with uh, without any middleman. Oh, and it's not controlled where you have to be signed to a yeah. label or part of a record deal. You can just you can do it from home with your with a computer. And yeah, and post your stuff up. That's what's it's nuts. I I mean I feel like I'm doing we're doing all right. Like, do you you get to track your your streams and see where they're at? Are you um, I mean, is it? Do you have people in other country that are other countries that are listening to listening to Katie? Yeah, doing all right, pretty regularly. Yeah? yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I had I had one stream from Australia once, oh, and I'm pretty sure I knew who it was. It was a, <laughs> a musician friend of mine. Was I think they listened to it once just to check it out. And no, and like, yeah. you know, like a lot of like, I'm proud that it, stuff gets stream. You know, that we've done well digitally. Mm-hmm. We're selling stuff online or digital sales or whatever, but a lot of it has to do with, because we're, we're in a niche. Like I know when I was, like I was younger, like I was like doing everything I could to get like my hands on every, like Chris Ledoux CD that was out there. Cause like, yeah. you know, that's where I went. I wanted to go in that direction in my life. And like, I was like trying to find every like piece of that. And that was in the time of CDs where you had to find the CD. If it wasn't Walmart or the mall or something like, you had to download it illegally. <laughs> and Napster. Uh, yeah, and now <laughs> it's at your fingertips. You can listen to anything. And um, yeah. so yeah, we I sell most in US, then Canada and, and Australia. You sell quite a bit in Australia because all three of them have pretty pretty good sized rodeo uh, crowd. So sure. like, think of it, um I always feel like, yeah, we're gonna drop start dropping off on sales and it's just gonna keep going. You know, you would think after something's been out for six years, the album would quit gaining yeah. steam. But it just keeps 
keeps growing. Well, and that's the nice thing too is they find a song yours they like. Also, they they have your entire back catalog. They can go yeah. and stream too. And well, and yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with we're fortunate that you know at least with the rodeo type songs that um, there's a new every year there's a new bunch of kids that starts oh, rodeoing sure. or something like that and and so that probably contributes to that number right you know that's so that that's probably why it just has kept on building and it's just kind of been more exponential and than just a big numbers when we release it and then drop it off you know nothing, so yeah. yeah you've definitely found a i don't know if you'd call yeah. it an and it wasn't but... even it's not not like a intentional i'm not like a marketing genius right. <laughs> it's like like it just worked out like, really my only uh my only marketing plan is just to be nice to people and <laughs> and like try to like go out of my way, especially if younger kids like a song or something, like if they're around like Yeah. Dude, you t- could probably write a book just about time. how to market just be nice to <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like that's really the, the main thing. Like yeah. don't be high up on yourself and like Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's why like I know on our last road trip, we started talking about Lucero, which is my favorite band. Right, right. And I think that's why, like, like I don't, I don't be like that to copy off <laughs> off them, but like they have such diehard fans because those guys like take the time to drink a beer with some folks, like yeah. after the show, and like they're doing three hundred some shows shows a year, like all over the country. It's not like they're like. You know, in, in my situation, where I, I definitely have the time. Right, but um, right. like that's the appeal I have because you know those guys like just be humble about yeah. it and like you know just appreciate when people give a shit about your music. Like it's yeah, like being glad you got you yeah. get to do that in life, you know, and people get to enjoy it. And uh, yeah, you could. I mean, you could have been anything. You know, yeah. and anyone else. I mean, how many musicians are there that are out there? You know, I mean. If if you're not there, someone else will take your place. Yeah. You know? So it's not like you're not disposable. Yeah, definitely. You know? but. And I, yeah, I just, uh, I, I feel like uh, I try to, I hope that the people that are after, that really like those old songs, like, I hope it don't hit a point where they're like, oh, I just really like the old song. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you got to give people room to grow, you know, because right. like, change. you got to remember like, that was me at 20 years old. Like, right. you know, everyone grows and, and we feel the same way about artists that we like. You listen to someone, then you'd be like, eh, I'm not really feeling where they're going with, with this. Right. But like, I try to keep an open mind about it and be like, you gotta give them a chance to like, to do something different. Yeah. And try something new and see where, you never know. And the only nice thing is it's not like, plus well, it's not like they're writing every album specifically for your tastes. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. they're they're trying things that they enjoy and they like and it might be different than what you liked from the first album and that's cool. There might be a hundred thousand people that dig this new one versus the other one too, and that's yeah. And the I guess the um, with the live shows like it's not like we're like veering way off from like the music that we're making now is not veering very far out from like what the the feeling of a live the live show is. It's not okay. like it's not like we write, um, we play like just super like poppy, like fun stuff all the time. And then, and then this next album Kenny's putting out is just dark as shit and just scary. And like, it's like, it, it's not a, I think it's pretty good flow between what we, yeah what we do now. And, 
the music's in a certain direction. That's cool. It's not like a left field kind of thing. You could probably see where it was going a while ago. Well, and I mean, I don't know. The day you start calling up your fans and saying, "Hey, what should I write next?" is probably the day your career is done. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't like. I don't even like to call people fans. Like, cause I, no, like, no. Okay, like, what do you call, like, like? What do you? No, like, I mean, yeah. People, you have listeners to your music. Okay, and I, I feel like we definitely take the time to like become friends with people. Like, of course, oh, you can't okay. be you can't sure. become friends with everybody. Right. Like, yeah. you. you you're never going to be able to do that. But like, I feel like you try to give as much time as you can. To, if anyone wants to talk to you about something or yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes when you, at least when you're, you're at our stages where you're like, it'd be, um, I don't know what the word would be for that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of I was going to let you finish. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Assuming, like, kind of like sumptuous to to say, like, uh, oh, our fans, like, I. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I mean, so it's, because like we play somewhere live, like, yeah, I don't want. I'd rather talk to you, like, we're like we're friends, or right, know, like just dude, normal normal guy, to, yeah, <laughs> somebody else, like everyone's yeah. got their thing. I happen to play music and write, yeah, and songs, you and know, that's okay. what that's really what I hope for, and people that I listen to, sure, you know, like. You know that at stages in the, their careers, like where they're playing arenas and stuff, those guys can't take the time to always meet everyone. But right, you know, it makes you you sure like them a lot more when you you know that they're taking the time out to you know meet with people that like appreciate their music. And yeah, don't treat them like they're just buyers or treat them like the. Well, and I remember like one of the first conversations they had because we met through our wives, yeah, because um, they went to school together. Yep. And uh, one of the when we first met, um, it wasn't the first time we met, but it was shortly after that we'd met a few times. And um, you had told me, so you don't really get to pick what songs people like that you put out there. Yeah. And uh, you earlier you were talking about you know your, you know songs that are you know six years old. You'd expect them to fade down and yeah. divide or anything like that and. I think when you listen to your older stuff and you hear your stuff now, I mean, there's a definite progress in just, I don't want to say quality because they, they're all maturity. They're all pretty good, but maturity is a good way yeah. to put it. Because, yeah. I mean, and I don't know, every time I've talked to you um, or I've been at a show of yours or even played with you, like uh, Barrel Racer Land comes up yeah. and uh, it's just not your thing. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, but how old is that song? I want to. Like, it's pretty old, right? Yeah, I probably wrote that. Yeah. Okay, so it's about I, it's about a decade I, old. Yeah. So it's. I'd but, say my so- I probably wrote it my sophomore year. Okay. Or junior year. I'm so that sure. was around the time when you were writing all those kind of college goofy, yeah, fun songs just for parties and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and it was just like I wrote that on the porch of my house one day. Just I was just like screwing around, just. Yeah, thought it'd be funny. It wasn't like a like back then. I, I would write jokes or not jokes. Write some songs like that that were just like kind of like nothing s- serious material. Just something you know would get a laugh at a party. Just yeah, nothing really. Uh, there wasn't really anything. There was no. <laughs> there was no real influence on a song like that. And like you know, it's. It's definitely sold the most out of anything I've wrote. But see, that's the funny thing for me because I 
think I rarely think of that song when I think of you. Oh, good. Mostly thing. because... That's our friends. <laughs> well, that's probably why we're friends. But only because I knew, I think I knew you for a good year, year and a half before I even heard it. Yeah. I'd heard your other stuff and I'd seen your other stuff go on and I had no idea what this... And someone came up to a show and they requested it and I was like, I, I don't know that song. Yeah. And uh, they go, you're friends with Kenny? Do you know the song? I'm like, um, am I, did, I, did I do something wrong? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's... No, and, and like, I don't... It's obviously, it's not, like, my favorite song to play. Like, I, I'm i not going to get pissed if someone's like... <laughs> right, you know, right. There well, might have I mean, been a time yeah. where I was, like, like, really rolling my eyes about it. And now I'm like, if you're going to come to a show and you want to hear a certain song, yeah. I'm going to play it for you. Because, like, you took the time right. to come do that that's the least i can do like yeah even if it's not my favorite song i just it's not that like it's it's funny it but i don't want to like people think i'm like sexist or you know and it's not well it's it's definitely a goofy song yeah. i mean it's 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 an, it's an obvious joke like anyone that takes it serious is clearly not listening yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah, I always like used to say if if it offends you, you're part of the problem, <laughs> right? Right. right. Like, um, because it's definitely not meant to be mean or. Um, yeah, well, yeah. it's it just always struck me as funny because like when I think of of songs, like when I think of someone mentions your name, the first songs that pop into my head are the ones that are just gut wrenching, emotional, like tear your heart out type stuff. Yeah. You know, that's that's what Kenny writes, um, and. Uh, and I think I'll probably always think that, just because I mean, even the newer stuff you're putting out, uh, um, you know, I've heard I've heard a few of them. Um, uh, yep. The one you did with with Andrew, yep. Um, I forget the name of it now. Well, That's wildest, wild, wildest things. Wildest things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which hasn't been released yet. Everybody, right? So. Sorry, who no. did I? Who, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, new single coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Andrew does his. Uh, um, Backing vocals, right? But, but you have that song, and then you, uh, you know, the one you just talked about that you wrote, you wrote for Clay. You know, I know that's a gut, another gut wrenching tune too. And love you, buddy. <laughs> just spilling beans, but, uh, all the time. You know. <laughs> but it's but in in my mind, yeah, Clay doesn't even heard that song. Oh, he hasn't yet. Uh-huh. Well, uh, you're in for a treat, man. Um, but in my mind, that's that's the way you write, and yeah. it it's. I mean, I'm sure, like, if someone was to follow your quote unquote music career, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they would be able to see that progress of going from that to you know I'm going to be yeah. a little more serious and put some stuff out here that not not just me you know shitting around yeah. the guitar and like I could easily like I bet I could make some pretty good money if I just want to be like write another song just like that like right if if I wanted to sell out that way well, everybody, <laughs> but, I everybody mean, loves goofy songs yeah you know? they throw them and, on a the playlist and that's and why I don't like trying to I don't want to be butt hurt about it like if you like that song that's that's fine like right. it's still something I wrote so like I still appreciate you. Anyway, right, like, <laughs> right. Like, like you're helping to feed my be my family, so it's like thank you. I mean, like, at some point you just got to own it. Like, yep, yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, that was that was. I always joke around, like just put on my head, <laughs> put on my headstone. There's twenty year old Kenny right there putting <laughs> but, um, out a song, and it's it's funny. And the best way I can look at it is, is if if that gets you into listening to something else that I wrote, at least yeah. something newer or something that's actually serious, and like you might be like, wow. It, this guy definitely doesn't go that direction for any, you know, right. everything. Like, cause I don't want to like be like a joke writer, you know? Yeah. There's, there's enough of those. Yeah. And I don't like the, um, I, I really do my best to not even like rhyme hacky in my song, you know? Yeah. Least, like at least with most stuff I do, I try to look for like the, 
hardest rhyme possible that you would least expect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate listening to a song on the radio that I, I've never heard of and probably wouldn't listen to anyway and can be like, <laughs> well, I know what they're going to say next. Like, like <laughs> I can guarantee what this one syllable rhyme is going to be. <laughs> like, yeah. I try to try to keep it. Um, or you already know the rhythm. Yeah. You already know how it's going to go. And yeah, I try to make it a little unexpected. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you see yourself? Uh, you, do you see yourself with music being a consistent part of your life, just yeah. for a long, long time? Yeah, like definitely. it's not something where hey, it's something I'm going it's, through. And honestly, it's this is the most I've ever played. Like, yeah, and I really mean that. Like, before Clayton and I teamed up, you know, making songs. Like, I was just gonna like let it go the way it was. It wasn't like a wasn't working on anything. Yeah. I write stuff for myself and um and I don't like do it to kiss your ass, but I, I really mean it. Like you really kinda of gave me like some good motivation to like start playing live. That's know? cool. So I I'm glad you took it. Yeah. I did. And you know, sometimes you just need need a nudge and especially from from Blaine, my wife, mm-hmm. like I think she's believed in me the most with you know, with writing and thinking that it's good because I've always like, you know, not being like a super good musician, I've, I've like struggled with like thinking what if people find out I'm just not good, you know, oh, like, like, like whether they just think it's not good, you know? Well, I mean, there's always someone better. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's totally fine. And that's what like, I'm with, glad with, there's people better. Yeah. You know? With the band, like, I don't, I don't want us to, I, I mean, it's great when everything's clicking, like if we're all with it together. But I'd rather us not be perfect and yeah. be able to sit in the car for 15 hours together. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. can, I can live with that. That's a and, long drive if you don't like each other, but the music sounds great. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and I think you have that certain human factor when you're not perfect Yeah, sometimes. And I not that you strive to not be perfect, Good, you know, good at it. Yeah. Okay. Make sure we mess up on the third <laughs> yeah, beat here, yeah, everyone. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. I I, yeah. Uh, I don't even know where we were going with this. But yeah, bunch of motivation from Blaine, like thinking that I shouldn't just like let it go. Yeah. You know, um, working with Clay, like we've worked with with other guys and gals and some other bands and stuff, and um. You know, we definitely would like fire up creative processes sometimes where I'd write like five or six songs and then like now I'll write like a song like um every every once in a while. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I they don't come every day, but I also feel like, you know, when they do, like they're worth worthwhile. The quality's better and yeah. yeah. And I think part of it's just being a little hard on your hard on yourself and wanting it to be better and knowing that if you're gonna write something, make make sure it's something different and worthwhile and not the same as what you always do. Um, yeah, there's different ways to do that. I was talking to a guy the other day that said since January 1st, he's written 2,100 songs, and he's like, you know, not a lot of them aren't good. I'm like, I bet they're not. Like, how can yeah. you write quality when you're just breaking them out? <laughs> you know, and that's fine. I mean, it's some, I mean, yeah. sometimes you come across a winner. You know, and that's a lot of people. That's their process. They crank through all the bad ones to get their good one but then there's people like you were you were just talking about where they sit on something for weeks or months and then when it comes out it's yeah it's really good yeah and um sometimes it's just you know 
this last um, last one, like with that, well, the wildest thing song mm-hmm. that that's not out yet. It's like completely different than. It's not different. Um, if you dig deep, like lyrically, it's it's probably right in t- tune with everything else we do. But mm-hmm. um, feeling wise, melody wise, I guess probably. Huh? Yeah, um, it's definitely a lot different. And yeah. um, like that one, I was in a rut with it, and I brought it to Andrew Jant because, like, Andrew's like, like me. I've told Andrew several times, like. You know why I admire guys like like you and Heath and like because you be you you're yourselves all the time. You know mm-hmm. that's like the I, I tell you, Andrew. I think I think it's so cool that we're in South Dakota where it's like classic rock or country is the only thing. Mm-hmm. Go play formal folk music, right? And try to sell that to somebody, right? And he, he does it, you know. Yeah, and he's good at it, and too. that's why. Like, Jeez. yeah. By the way, disclaimer: we're in Andrew's basement right now, or not? We are in the Trap Kid Studio. <laughs> yeah, he's but um, he's loaning it to me for the weekend. It's pretty great. But <laughs> they are everywhere. We're just staring at faces of Andrew the but, whole time. But like, yeah, like outside of our circle of um, our band. I mean, I don't really ever bring music to bring songs to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I'll bring them, I'll throw you something every once in a while and mm-hmm. see what you think about it. Get just to get some input. And like this one, I didn't know where to go with it. I didn't have a chorus or anything. And it was something super simple that I just never even thought of doing. And I was like, what do you think about this, Andrew? And it didn't, it just sometimes you gotta throw get a little different perspective from sure. someone that doesn't think the same way you do and to um, hear things differently. Like yeah, his writing is way different from yours and mine and anyone's that I've heard. Yeah, and oh. and like I don't I don't I I couldn't write like like he does to save my my life you know yeah. so like that worked really well with that song just to like just get some outside influence and then like it's weird it's like a stripped down song that has a pretty hard driving beat for like limited drum drum use. And then Clay's really just at the very end of the song and just wraps it up. And it's like one of those songs where you're like, man, I feel like that was too short. Like I'm going to listen to it again. Like, yeah, so I'm hoping that's how it works. Uh, works on the, um, on the market as everyone will take a listen to it. That's like, cool. I need to listen to it one more time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or 50 more times. So absolutely. Better. Um, where where's your stuff at? Like, if someone wanted to find your stuff online, because uh, you're not selling CDs and you're not mailing them CDs, they're sending you cash. So, no. where are they gonna find you? I'm I'm a sucker. Every once in a while, I I try to if someone someone's hard up or someone's really into it, I'll I'll send some stuff just because just try to be <laughs> just to say I really appreciate I really appreciate people listening to my music. Like, yeah. it is really um, not something that everybody has and. Yeah, don't think I take take it lightly. Like I, that's cool. I really do. But anyway, um, got a website, KennyFillerMusic dot com, mm-hmm. and then um, on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's all under just my name. Um, Clayton and I did that one album just as um, we had to move it back under my name because <laughs> we put it out as like we just made this like separate band name, Lucky Foxes, when it was just him and I just trying to like. 
I didn't want to just stamp my name on something and have it be equal parts, both of us. Oh, gotcha. You know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, like, we weren't getting any traction. So, yeah. I, right now, anything you get online is under my name. Okay. Coming soon, it'll be under my name and the Cowboy Killers. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so. Cool, man. Yeah, we really try to... Um, I don't... Even though I write these songs, like write most stuff by myself like as soon as the band gets hold of it like i make it our song it's not, sure it's not yeah mine, absolutely you know so like try to keep the credit where it's due so it's cool yeah this was fun yeah I can't see you. i told you you have a lot to talk about thanks for everything <laughs> cheers man you too thanks again for hanging out with us everyone you don't have to go home but you can't stay here this episode, along with all the other episodes and everything else I have going on, can be found online at www.heathbaronline.com. Once again, if you want to stay up to date with what's happening here at the Heath Bar, be sure to subscribe on your podcast weapon of choice and sign up for the newsletter, which you can do at the website as well. And I'll be sending out uh, information going on with the episodes as well as giveaways. And if you want to get a hold of me, shoot me an email. Heath at heathbaronline.com. We'll see you next time.